your trusted source for local breaking news and what to make of it all. It's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning. Welcome back to the program. Olympic gold medal winning speed skater Stephen Bradbury will be in Newcastle on June 10 to share his story at a fundraising luncheon for a local youth scholarship and mentoring program. Funds from the luncheon will help provide Home in Places, which is formerly known as Compass Housing, Grow a Star scholarship to social and affordable housing residents and other disadvantaged youth to help realise their academic, sporting or artistic dreams. After many decades of work, he uh, did become our first ever Winter Olympics gold medalist, so I'm sure he understands the struggles that a lot of our youth are going through at the moment. It is great to have him right here with us this morning. Good morning and welcome, Stephen Bradbury. Yeah, g'day. I'm not sure I'd say many decades of work to get to the gold medal. <laughs> I'd say probably two decades. Two decades. <laughs> you were a young and when you went to the Olympics, weren't you? You were, you were basically a, a child. <sighs> the first one I most certainly was, yeah, a teenager back then. And in, in my day in sport, the recovery techniques weren't what they are these days you know we've got we've got Rafael Nadal still winning the French Open at, at 37 years of age and Kelly Slater winning pipeline at 50 whereas I, I retired when I was 28 years of age unbelievable now you're a 73 baby the same as uh the same as yours truly and you are right you know um when we were growing up there was nowhere near the medical support that's around us and uh, and in a sport such as speed skating as well you know you you weren't you weren't playing the rugby leagues or the afls were you you were playing a a, a bottom tier um sport at that point in time in australia how was the support around you <laughs> yeah well I certainly wasn't in it for the money. You should have seen the sponsors lining up for a speed skater from Brisbane. <laughs> well, see, there's the problem. You should have been in Sydney. It's Brisbane. It's the Queenslander in you. That's the problem. <laughs> well, I'm a Queenslander for 362 nights of the year, and one of those nights is tonight. I was going to I'm say. I'm a Queenslander. Yeah, good. I grew, up, I grew up in Campbelltown, so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to a Blues victory tonight. Oh, fantastic. Now, obviously, uh, you know, you have had a very long and distinguished career, you know, um, for, for in that time. You know, it was it was quite uh, quite significant. You know, you went to the 92 Winter Olympics, you went to the 94 Olympics, and then, of course, uh, 98. And 2002 was the big fella where uh, you were the last man standing. And I know, you know, often people say, you know, last man standing. That that's not accurate. That's not an accurate reflection. You know, you got through all of the finals. You spent all those years working hard and working and honing your craft. Does it sometimes frustrate you that uh, you know it is uh, the last man standing at times? Uh, no, it doesn't frustrate me. That's the headline. Mm. And you know, the, the the saying that was put into the Macquarie Dictionary in 2014 is done a Bradbury. You know, that's pretty cool to have a saying named after something that you did that gets used in the Australian vernacular all the time these days. And, you know, whenever my name is mentioned, there's always the the luck connotation that goes with it. But people understand, most people understand that you don't get to the final in business or sport or in anything in life if you haven't done a lot of hard work to put yourself in the position to take advantage when things went off. You know, you mentioned the, the four Olympics, Winter Olympics that I competed in for Australia and, you know, I certainly had my share of, of misfortune along that journey and, you know, I was I was there to escape my best at that fourth Olympics in Salt Lake City and, you know, on that night my best also ended up being good enough for a gold medal. 
Now, you know, you tell the story about uh, before the Olympics that, uh, you know, you needed to borrow $1,000 from your parents to fix your car so that you could go to training. Obviously, that's a story that will resonate very strongly with uh, with the crowd that you're going to be in front of on Friday here in Newcastle, because, you know, we are talking about a scholarship to help those who are less fortunate, who are disadvantaged. That's where we need to make sure that we pick up these people, isn't it? Whether they're, they're academics, whether they're sports people, whatever they are, we need to pick them up and make sure that uh, our next Stephen Bradbury or our next uh, Andrew Johns, that they still come through that system. Yeah, well, you know, it's a great cause what Compass is doing there. And I think it gives some kids an opportunity to see their dreams on an international level or at a national level or whatever their dreams are. And, you know, for me, when I was a kid, you know, as you mentioned, I I did it on a shoestring and I spun it off my parents. But, you know, my dad, he pushed me when I was a kid and I hated him for it Mm. when I was 13, 14 years of art. 14 years of age and I went to the World Championships as a reserve on the national team when I was 15 and I watched this Japanese skater break the world record. His last name was Kawasaki and you know, he skated this amazing race and I was sitting there in the grandstand and I said to myself oh, I'm going to do that one day. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's what this cause is trying to provide an opportunity for kids to get themselves in that position where they go, you know what? I can realise that dream and I'm going for it 100% from here. But if you haven't got that leg up and that somebody to push you a little bit like my dad did to me, then you never, maybe you never get to see that passion, that light, that light, that fire within you to realise that dream. And that's the real scary thing, isn't it, Stephen? You know, we, we could have the next Stephen Bradbury, the next Andrew Johns, the next person who's who's going to cure cancer. You know, they could be out there, but uh, they may not have access to a computer. They may not have access to an education. That's the real disconnect at the moment that is a big concern for society and for all of us. Yeah, well, the world is an extremely competitive place these days, isn't it? Uh, mm. In sports, in business, in life, you've got to have a support team around you that you can rely on for that support and for help. And, you know, that that's becoming, I think, more and more specialised to get to the top in something these days. But, you know, I think to get to a successful level, everybody has their own interpretation of, of, of what that is. And negativity brings a lot of people down, especially on the back of COVID. You know, there's there's a reason to be lazy and say, oh, you know... I can't do that because COVID affected me this way or I lost my job or whatever it might be. But, you know, the the positive mindset is where dreams begin. And if you're able to to, uh, remain positive for a long period of time, then you start to become better at something in life and you start to see the rewards. Now, what have you been up to? I mean, obviously, it's 20, uh, 20 years this year since uh, since you got that gold medal. What have you been up to? I know you've got your own beer now too, don't you? <laughs> yeah, hopefully we'll get that down to, uh, to Newcastle in the not-too-distant future. It's called Last Man Standing Australian Lager. You can check us out at lmsbrewing.com.au. I think it's the best lager ever brewed. I'm a little bit, uh, little bit biased on that front. But, you know, one thing I do like to mention is that that nine of the top ten selling beers in Australia are all owned offshore. Yeah. The only one that isn't is Cooper's Pale Ale, and they're out of Adelaide. All the other mainstream beers, and it's not just in beer, it's in just about everything. Mm. And, you know, I believe that, you know, if we want our generations to 
have the same lifestyles that we've probably enjoyed as kids, then we need to back not only Australian-made, but Australian-owned businesses. I think COVID has proven that to us. It is, yeah, that country with the big red flag that Mm. wants to take over the world and I don't know if too many people want that to happen. No, not at all, not at all. So you've been on the speaking circuit, you've done lots of uh, lots of bits and pieces. What's been the most enjoyable over the last 20 years? Oh, oh that's a big question, isn't it? Uh, well, probably the, the birth of my first child mm. is one of those moments that I've got three young kids now, but the first one that's born really changes your, your perspective on the world and, you know, now you've got to provide and and try and turn your children into hopefully successful people in their lives as well. Uh, but, you know, there's been there's been so many cool things along the ride since since the gold medal. I, I went on Survivor a few years ago, which was an amazing experience. It didn't last as long as I'd hoped. Uh, I had a little run on, uh, on Dancing with the Stars some years ago as well. I got to carry the flag at a closing ceremony at the Winter Olympics. I've had a couple of drinks with Russell Crowe and Richard Branson. <laughs> things have been all right. <laughs> Things have been all right. Things have been all right. Now, uh, you're obviously headed down to Newcastle from uh, from Brisbane on Friday. Are you looking forward to heading down here? Yeah, I love coming to New York. Probably have to put the uh, put the, the 3-2 steamer in with the surfboard. The water temperature probably be a bit cold down there, but hopefully I'll sneak in a couple of waves down at Dudley's or something while I'm there. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to just sharing a little bit of my Olympic story and having a few laughs mm. on stage as well. I, I do what I call Olympic comedy these days. I, I don't do stand-up comedy, but I'm not too bad at standing up. <laughs> you do pretty well at standing up. That's what got you a bloody gold medal, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 20 years ago, a couple of um, It is incredible, isn't it? Now, obviously, one of the big things that's come out in news in skating over the last uh, 24 hours is the fact that they are going to raise the age um, of, uh, of ice dancers to, uh, to 18. That's, uh, what do you think about that one? Well, that's, uh, that's news to me. That's mm. that other sport, isn't it? It is that other sport, where they, yes. where they have the sequins and the kiss and cry area and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you, there was no that's such thing as a bloody kiss and cry area when you were doing it, was there? more like the spit and blood area but, uh, <laughs> yeah I mean I don't know I don't, well as you just said that I don't think I like it if you're the best in the world and you're 15 well you should be allowed to compete at the Olympics mm. I think it's not it's got to do with the people around you it doesn't have to do with you you your age your skills it's got to do with the people that are supporting you and and if that's not right then the sport's not right and that's why we're where we are limiting people to an age um I agree with you I think it's going to be a concern um but but again it, it's it's as we've been saying you know if you're the best then you should have the opportunity to to go and be the best uh, age shouldn't uh, shouldn't be a uh, an impediment to that yeah well figure skating is a is an interesting one because the judges in figure skating, they watch training, they watch competition, they watch everything you do, and they generally have you set in a in a finishing order before the competition starts. And often you can't move too far too far up or too far down that pecking order. Wow. So most likely where they're coming from there in figure skating is well, it's going to take you a few years to get up that pecking order before you give you the before they give you the gold medal, even if you are the best. Yeah, 
that's me getting a little bit controversial. But no, you're allowed to. Go for it. That, that, hey, that, that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. So the luncheon is happening. It's Friday. It's 12.30 till 3.30. It is happening at Noah's on the beach. Um, you can get your tickets if you go to Humanitics and uh, Lunch for the Stars with Stephen Bradbury. It is a wonderful, wonderful cause. I can't wait to uh, to see you back here in Newcastle. Make sure that you, you do that, that, you know, I am a, a New South Welsh supporter. Make sure you do that before you go in because I think that will make life a little bit easier for you because the minute you mention Queensland and Brisbane, you're going to get hammered. Oh, well, you know, I'll get them to front throw a few eggs at me and then tell them. <laughs> you can stand up to anything. I'll go and get the blues jersey out of the yeah. out of the cupboard now. Yeah, yeah. make sure you do that. <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. I really appreciate your time, and uh, yeah, congratulations. It is uh, it is heading into the twentieth anniversary of that uh, that first ever. Uh, Winter Olympics gold medal. It, it'll be wonderful to have you here in Newcastle, and uh, I'm sure Compass Housing will uh, will be wonderful hosts to you. Great, look forward to it. See you Friday. Thanks. I appreciate your time. That is uh, Stephen Bradbury, and he is headed to Newcastle this week, as I said, and it is a luncheon to support. Some of the incredible work that is being done by Home in Place, uh, which is formerly Compass Housing. It's Grow a Star Scholarship. If you would like to get along to that lunch, I have no doubt it will be uh, it'll be quite funny by the sounds of it. Or you can also go to uh, growastar.org. All of the details will be there and uh, you'll be able to, uh, to pop in and raise some much-needed funds for the organisation and uh, thoroughly recommend it. He uh, He's a great card. He's... Uh, his story is quite incredible when you actually find out about uh, everything that went before and the four Olympics that he, he went to before he actually was last man standing. So if you have nothing on this Friday, make sure you head along to Noah's and support a fabulous cause. Newcastle in the morning takes you through the big events and the most talked about stories of the day that matter to you and your life. From what's on to what matters, Tracy Mack takes you beyond the headlines. What it is, why it matters and how it impacts your daily life. Tracy Mack brings you Newcastle in the morning, weekdays from 9 on Newcastle Live.